God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on the second Sunday of Easter through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You know, when I was praying with the kids there a minute ago, uh, and just as I was talking about the stone rolling away from the tomb, I could see through my eyes the light coming in through the windows. You know, the sun broke through there. Kind of a neat special effect that was. Well, since we've been staying at home for, what, a, a month now, it seems? You know, Easter Sunday was really something to look forward to, you know. The, the lead-up to it uh, during the first few weeks of the stay-at-home order helped create, I don't know, more of a sense of anticipation. But now what? Even though we're in the Easter season for a few more weeks, the main event is behind us. So I hope you're not losing heart. I know this crisis is hard. I'm feeling it more. I'm having bad days. For an introvert like me, the stay-at-home order seemed like a dream come true at first. But it's no dream. The hardest thing for me is not knowing what's going on, what's going on out there with you. You know, and I'm not talking about the intimate, everyday details of your life. You know, you, uh, only a few of you sh- share that with me anyways. No, I'm talking about just shaking your hands and saying good morning every week. You know, I hadn't understood before just how much that little interaction can communicate until now. Now, I've called some of you, and I'm slowly making my way through the directory, you know, not as fast as I'd hoped. And it's, it's been about the same for everyone I've spoken to with so far. Oh, yeah, we're fine. You know, I'm fine. I'm, we're just getting tired of staying indoors all the time. But another thing is, I have no way of knowing who's, turn, who's tuning into these services unless they, they chat in. Uh, you know, I, I have a fair idea that most of our church members are participating. You know, there are a lot of choices out there now that, you know, now that almost all churches are online, you know, you just get on the Internet and click the church of your choice and watch or listen. It's easier now more than ever because you don't have to get ready and drive somewhere and be seen. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking there may be a lot more people watching and listening and even participating in the worship of the Christian church because they aren't being seen by others. Ah, now I can get my hour of church in once a week without having to be seen or spoken to by anyone or approached by anybody. But there's going to come a day when most of us, hopefully all of us, will come back together to worship at the altar. And won't it be interesting to see who we will see? It'll be a joy for sure. But also interesting. Things might have changed or will be changed a little bit. Things were never the same for the whole world. After Jesus walked out of the tomb, the news that God's son was killed and rose from the grave to give life to anyone who would listen and believe it, began to spread to the four corners of the globe. But not before this little incident with the guards at the tomb. Now, there are lots of pictures out there on the Internet of this scene. 
But I got to be careful these days of just pulling any old picture down and showing it to you. You know, I don't want to use someone's work of art without them getting their compensation or recognition. So I'm using this one here. This is from uh, Eden. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Is it Bethlehem or ah, it's either Eden or Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Detroit, Michigan. Anyways, I am allowed to use this picture. All right. Do you know about this? Matthew 28 verses 11, 15. A little bribe and the report of the guard. I don't know. Doesn't get read on Sundays. Yeah, see, I'm still on that kick for a while, right? Talk about being seen and not being seen. Jesus has been seen after leaving the tomb. But remember, he's human. And aside from appearing to his disciples in a supernatural way, you know, appearing, uh, you know, passing through the doors and windows of the disciples' home, Aside from that, he's not using his divine nature in front of everyone in Jerusalem. It's not like he's appearing as some giant face in the sky and proclaiming, I am risen to the whole world. On the other hand, he's not being stealthy either, like he was earlier in Jerusalem, where he would sort of just disappear when the guards tried to uh, arrest him. He's more human than that, right? He's just walking down the road from Jerusalem to, Ga- Jerusalem to Galilee, not necessarily being recognized by everyone he encounters along the way. So in a way, he's not being seen as well, which gives time and opportunity for a great lie to be concocted by the Pharisees there in Jerusalem, which, according to Matthew, will also go out and be spread into the world. The lie is this. Well, you heard it already, but let me break it down for you a little bit more. According to Matthew's account of Jesus' burial, the chief priests and scribes, the men, right, the, the Jewish religious authorities there in Jerusalem, went to Pontius Pilate and asked him to post some of his guards at the tomb to make sure that none of Jesus' followers would go in there, take the body out, and then start proclaiming that Jesus was alive. See? Chief priests were thinking ahead, right? They had an angle they wanted to maintain. They believed Jesus was a fraud and that he duped people so hard into believing what he said about rising three days later that Jesus' followers would actually go into the tomb and bring him out and say it happened creating an even bigger fraud. But in a twist of irony that no human can make up, Pilate tells the priests, get your own guard and watch the tomb. I mean, doesn't it seem Pilate's had enough with these guys, these Pharisees? You know, first they come and ask him to change the sign on the cross that he'd made, and, you know, Pilate just blows them off. Oh, what I've done, I've done. What I've written, I've written. Now they come to him about this, And he does the same. you got your own guards in the temple. Use them. Don't bother me. But here's the irony, right? It's the guards of the temple employed by the very men who had Jesus put to death that are there when Jesus rises to life again. The guys who were in charge of keeping Jesus sealed in the tomb literally fall down on the job. 
Matthew says that when the angel came down from the sky, rolled the stone away and sat on it, these temple guards freaked out and fell down like they were dead or something. Uh, you know, they, they fainted from fear, passed out. Now, we know they didn't die because our, in our verses today, we hear that they woke up, went to their bosses, telling them exactly what Jesus had said would happen. But man, the unbelief of these chief priests, they still won't believe. Instead, they pay these guards off to spare their necks with Pilate, as if they really cared about that. What they really cared about most was this lie they needed to get spread around that Jesus wasn't alive. It was just his followers that came and took him away. Even in the face of truth, the Pharisees made the fraud their reality. What they didn't count on, though, was Jesus would let all this happen so that his disciples would gain even more confidence that he had risen on his own authority from that tomb. They would have something more to work with in the face of unbelief. No, we didn't take him from the grave, as you may have been hearing. We have seen him alive. Not only that, but the angel rolled the stone away from the entrance after Jesus had already walked out. He rolled the stone away for the women to show them that he wasn't there. It wasn't the angel who led him out of the tomb. Jesus had already walked out. You know, so many good counter-arguments here to the chief priest's version of what happened. And the witnesses from the, the witness or the, this account from this disciple, Matthew, it should give you and me and anyone watching and listening great confidence that Jesus is alive. The victory's won. This is good news, my friends, in the midst of a victory we're trying to win by staying indoors. It's a strange kind of war, isn't it? You know, not just the military and the police, but every civilian, man, woman, and child, gets to fight against coronavirus by giving it the least amount of opportunity to spread as possible. Keep in mind, though, that COVID-19 is a thing of the world which Jesus has overcome. I know it's causing death, but when one who's died of coronavirus or anything else, for that matter, believes that Jesus died and rose from the grave to save, they have overcome the death that this terrible virus has brought. Now, no one wants to die of it, right? No one even wants to get sick from it. So we trust God and at the same time use the brains, the knowledge and skills he's given us to battle it. Now, earthly speaking, you know, on the ground, we may not completely win the victory with this one as we have with polio and measles and other diseases. But we can't completely wipe out sin on our, on our own either, can we? And I dare to say this crisis... While I've heard many good things have come from staying at home, such as increased family time, family reliance, and togetherness, there could also be increased family dysfunction, increased self-medication, increased time online, which opens up more, on, more opportunity for 
increased things you shouldn't be watching or increased spending money you shouldn't. All the more reason then to rest on Jesus' victory over the grave and Him having overcome the world. He knows what's going on with it. He has authority over it and controls it. Although, what, when, and where He controls is often hidden from us. Yet He does everything He says and promises. He said He would rise in three days, and He did. He said He prepares a place for you in heaven, and He is. He said He will bring on a new earth and in a new heavens, and He will. He's already started. He's promised you, you would inherit His kingdom and everything in it, and you have. So hold on to this even more. He is holding you. May His peace bring you joy in this trying time and forevermore. Amen.